leaders who do not learn to control their attitude, and by that I mean the mechanism through which an attitude is created or dismantled or manipulated. If, if a leader doesn't learn what that process looks like, how to go about controlling an attitude, then what they're going to find over a period of time is their attitude and the attitude of their team, which is probably more contagious, I'd be willing to say more contagious than the common cold. The only thing more contagious than the common cold is an attitude, a good one or a bad one. And if you as a leader don't learn how to manage, manipulate, create, dismantle attitudes, then you're going to find in your near future that your future is controlled by, dictated by, led by, directed by your attitude or the attitude of the people immediately around you. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five-minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And as I've observed and written on and studied attitude, one of the things that was most impactful to me was a TED Talk by Dr. Kuti. And it, when she did this talk on the Wonder Woman pose, there were a lot of things that were laced throughout her talk about the Wonder Woman pose that were very profound. A couple of those things had to do with how physiologically the positioning of our body has everything to do with how we feel about ourselves. Now that's both emotional and it's psychological. By emotional, I mean the amount of energy that you have. And, and we've heard people like Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard talk about everything from body buzzing and cupping to uh, getting the energy up, you know, doing jumping jacks or, or whatever you need to do to get into the high energy state before you go into a meeting or a sales presentation or a job interview. But what Dr. Cootie pointed out was the fact that you can take someone who generally has a very strong attitude, a very powerful personality, a very loud and boisterous type of presenting themselves, almost to the point of arrogant. And if you can get that person to sit for 30 seconds, maybe two minutes before a job interview in a closed off, closed body position with their head down and their back slumped and their shoulders slumped and their arms in and their legs crossed, that physical positioning will change their demeanor. I want you to think about that for a minute. Ask yourself, have I ever been in a position, in a, in a situation where I'm about to go into a meeting and the space that they provide causes me to be physically uncomfortable? Maybe it's a tiny little chair. Maybe it's sitting in a corner. Maybe it's a dark room. Maybe everything's really, really quiet. And so you get almost in a sleep mode rather than in an energy mode. You don't have the positivity that you might have had if you come from that environment into an interview. On the other hand, we've all been in that place where there's 50 people, so it seems, to be ready for that interview, and it's tense, and it's loud, and everybody's talking, and, and you feel like I, I don't have any mental white space before I get prepared to go into this meeting, and that also affects your physiology, your emotional status, and your attitude. Now, I can tell you, as a hiring manager, one of the first signs, somebody coming in the door, that they're going to be a good fit for your team and not be a good fit for your team is the attitude that their body presents to you. If they walk in there and they seem overwhelming and arrogant and way too confident for the job they're applying for, they might seem a little bit intimidating. At the same time, if they walk in the door and you feel like 
this person is terrified even to be in the interview. How can I expect them to be out there in the street doing sales? Or how can I expect them to take phone calls for customer service? Or how can I expect, expect them to interact with other strong-minded people within the organization? If they're timid just coming in here, how will they hold their own? Well, the challenge with attitude is that it is, I, I don't want to say fickle, but it is momentary. Your attitude is a choice and it's something you have to learn to control. You've got to learn to control it by what you think. You've got to learn to control it by how you feel about what you think and about what you think about how you feel. If you walk in the door and you feel ill for the day or you feel a little bit under pressure, not because of the thing that you're doing or the interview or the relationship or the sales call, but because your life is being life. I read somewhere one time that life is what happens to you usually while you're waiting on something else to happen to you. And when that level of stress comes into your life, it's the bills, it's the broken down car, it's the neighbor who won't keep out of your lawn, it's all of the things that just are life. If that's what stays in the forefront of your mind, then chances are your attitude, your emotional state, your body's physiology, you're going to carry all that and it's going to show up. But here's the first place that your attitude is going to show up. I've learned that most people will say things out of their mouth that come from their subconscious mind, especially when you put them under a little bit of pressure and you ask them the kind of questions they're not expecting to be asked. And when those words come out of their mouth, they're usually words that go right past the brain mouth filter because they come straight from the heart and out of the lips and off the tongue. And then you think, wow, did I really just say that? And the other person thinks, wow, did they really just say that? Well, sometimes that's deep-seated stuff. That's, that's ancient belief systems that you've been holding on to for a minute. And sometimes it's just the unkept, unintended, momentary emotion. But... As a leader, you're responsible for those things anyway. As a leader, you're responsible to keep your mind and your emotions clear enough to know that when somebody asks you a tough question, you're not going to react to a tough moment from two weeks ago or two years ago or two decades ago. But we all know people who do that, don't we? We know people that when they're under pressure, the things that come out of their mouth, the actions of their hands, the behaviors that are accumulated are often not what we would expect of them but there's something deep-seated and harbored from a long time ago. We all have issues like that. We all have past hurts and past traumas. The question is, as a leader, have we learned to control our emotions? Have we learned to control our attitude? Or do we find ourselves in situations where our attitude is controlling our future and there's nothing that we can do about it? Or so it seems. Dr. Cootie's research, if you haven't looked that up, I, I challenge you just to go to YouTube and type in Dr. Cootie, I think it's C-U-D-I, and Wonder Woman pose and watch her studies around that. She did a lot of research in the physiology of our reactions, our emotional state and our uh, attitude. And I think it's very powerful work, especially for someone who maybe is a little bit timid or someone who comes across, like I often do, a little bit overwhelming. I don't intend to be. I don't want to be overbearing. I'm not trying to browbeat people. But sometimes that's the air, if you will, that is received. And while I can't control what someone else thinks or feels because I don't have any control of that, I can try to work harder, and I do, at matching or mirroring their style, matching and mirroring their personality type, their attitude, their presence, their demeanor for the moment. 
Now, the reason that the Attitude Hack Leadership Training Program was developed was because we often overlook how impactful our attitude, our presence, our demeanor is on the people around us. Again, as leaders, we're responsible for that. The great poet once said, people will forget what you said. They'll even forget what you did. They'll never forget how you made them feel. And if we don't take the time to preemptively approach how they're going to feel when we're done, then our communication has failed, our leadership has failed. And again, if you don't learn to control your attitude, you'll find soon that your attitude is controlling your future. And it seems like there's nothing you can do about it. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.